What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast. For today's episode, myself and Eric, yes, I do mean myself and Eric, as Trico is hiatus celebrating his birthday and a couple film festivals this week, are breaking down your usual mainstream topics, including the NBA All-Star Weekend recap. Then we break down both the chamber and the sudden changes within women's tag team wrestling going into a lot of previews and a whole lot more within the gaming realm including evo 2023 and that's not all but for that we will see you in three two podcast episode number 109 and we're a little bit of a shorter crew today as happy birthday trico love you man and enjoy your time off we will still enjoy this ain't that right eric yeah no we're still gonna be able to hold down the fourth and all uh hope trico's having a good birthday so far happy birthday bud uh hope you have a fun weekend as well at least gender didn't ruin it yeah, at least Ginger didn't fuck everything up. You already know if Ginger would have won on Tuesday, this, uh, this episode would have had to be explicit. Out of, it would have not been a two-man show. It would have been a one-man. Which, yeah, I would have turned into a one-man because I would have been cursing too much. Yeah, I would have like immediately just said, well, either hiatus or I'm doing it by myself. Either <laughs> way, it would have been all right. But yeah. with that being said, man, this is going to be a crazy recap over the last week and a half. So shall we just hop into it, Eric? Yep, let's hop right into it. So the probably best news overall in the world of wrestling over the last couple of weeks is that Jay Briscoe's daughters are finally home at home rehabbing since losing their father in that car crash. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm happy to hear that they were able to make it out of the hospital, okay, that they were alive. Obviously, they're still going to have to go through some more physical therapy. To some regain, more? Okay, a lot more physical therapy to regain full um, working ability of their legs. But, you know, I'm just at least grateful that they made it out okay. Somewhat. Yeah, and definitely go purchase the merch that AEW slash ROH put out there for the family just to support them in the passing of Jay. And Mark, yeah, I guarantee you may be floating around. And we'll get to where I think AEW story, AEW slash ROH storytelling kind of gets you, but that's another story for a little bit later. Ain't that right? Yeah. And now for the NBA All-Star Weekend, kind of wrap up as Damian Lillard won the three-point contest. Mac McLong Chung of the uh, Sixers won the dunk contest. The team, team Jazz won the skills contest. You've got DJ Metcalf. When the all showing out and winning all star for the celebrity all star MVP, and then Team Giannis, as you know, Team LeBron, them numbers are not like you're thinking 2K on easy mode numbers with how that Team Giannis or Team LeBron game ended up, but yeah. it's crazy. Then Brittany yeah. Griner, on top of that, Brittany Griner signed a one year deal with the Suns. I saw that. Wait, well, not the Suns of Mercury. Why'd I put the wrong Phoenix team? God damn it with the mercury what were you about to yeah say? when i saw the sun 
I'm like, wait, hang on. She's going to the men's league? Mercury. I, my bad. My notes. Grinder mail confirmed. My stop. My notes. Are all. <laughs> Sometimes I can make that major of a blunder, but yeah. Moving on. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, well, we got here also that uh, Trinity Fatu and Mercedes Monet will also be making the appearance on the new season of Bar Rescued. And this was found out via Twitter. Yeah. It was not just. Like, somebody, like, really broke down that uh, new season of Bar Rescue, the new season trailer for Bar Rescue, for I think the season premiere, which that is starting on Sunday. And this is coming from the Bar Rescue fan, and I was like, as soon as I saw Maria Menounos pre-pregnancy announcement, I'm like, I already know what happened, and I already know what John was looking for. And all Mercedes wanted was a shot shot of beer and some fries. I was going to say, I saw the response. She's like, I just wanted some fries. <laughs> I just wanted a beer and some fries. But did you see Trinity's like comment after that? I just yeah. wanted my cheese quesadilla. <laughs> like, I love I guess Maria didn't tell day. them what they were getting themselves into. Yeah, I honestly and just wanted the reactions did. to be natural. <laughs> I how they freaking what's it called i loved how the, how they just responded to that to twitter yeah it's like it was another po- public uh enemies podcast like they posted the clip on twitter like they shared the clip of the trailer on twitter and was like yeah what are mercedes and trinity doing on bar rescue <laughs> like yeah. all i had to see was maria menounos and i'm like i already know what's happening because i've been a bar rescue fan yeah. for over a decade <laughs> Oh yeah, no, I've loved Bar Rescue for the longest time. I, I like there's like it really makes me wonder like if some of these places like genuinely leave their rest leave their restaurants that dirty. And then there are some where I'm like, I know you leave it that dirty and that's a gut thing. Yeah, we're gonna move on from that. Yeah, because that, that just too. irritates me to the absolute fullest. Well, well, speaking of irritation, uh, the reincarnation of Satan. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, Vince McMahon wants to sell WWE for nine billion dollars. The company's only worth six, by the way. WWE is only worth six point five. Vince wants to sell it for nine, bruh. And he said he won't endorse it for less than nine mil- nine billion. Jesus. What? So he's extorting people for three billion dollars. Yeah. He extorted the company for $3 billion. What the heck? Yeah, no, honestly, Vince is living in some fucking fantasy world, and I genuinely don't understand why he thinks selling the company would be a good idea. Like, is it like I understand that, you know, he's at a point in life where he can't necessarily run the day to day operations anymore. But at the same time, that's what that's what, you know, his his daughter's there for. Well, she ain't there no more. Thank you, Vince. Stephanie is unfortunately not there anymore. And yep. it's all on uh, Nikon. It's yep. all on Nikon, which to me is just a joke at yep. this point. Because then... it kind of exposed one of the stories we're really going to dive in on later with Ariel Hawani, but neither here nor there right now. Because yeah, we got to then... talk about a story from a couple weeks ago that I didn't realize that we didn't talk about yet, but Oni Lorcan. Biff Busick, however you knew him, whether Indies or NXT, officially announced his retirement from entering competition. I don't want to say this is a Leo Rush thing because I don't know, but anything can happen, you know? Yeah, it just sucks. Yeah. I know a lot of people in the Carolinas are really upset, including those over at DPW. (laughs) Thank you, Deadlock. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then... One I do want to talk about is uh, an injury update on Nikita Lyons, which 
I don't think you realize this, Eric, because I think she was out for what, maybe five, six months the first time she suffered a knee injury. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, it was like five, like three to six months she was out the first time. Try adding another year. She's out till 2024. And oh, was, people were sliding her as a possibility to beat Mandy. But now she's out till 24 with the second knee injury. That sucks. Yeah. I don't want to say Kentonese right now. And when I say Kentonese, Hideo Hitami, like that level of potential, just to be destroyed by two bad major knee injuries in WWE in the WWE system. Yeah, that's where I get that from. And then Think of where Tegan Knox is. And then Vince just called her up just because he needed wanted a new shiny tag team for the women's division. Which yeah. he split up, by the way, and fired yeah. half of it. Yeah, I know. And yet Triple H was trying to build up to a major feud blow-off that still has open-ended outs in the, ironically, the main roster tag division. Because imagine this, Eric, Candice, and I've been saying this since they, all three have been on the main roster together, which probably has been like <laughs> four months. Candice and Tegan should have been on the same brand and then go after damage control. End of discussion. Because if you think about it, Candice's history of both EO and Dakota, and then Tegan obviously is on site with Dakota for everything. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like her, and especially going in and out of war games because Dakota's infamy in war games came at the expense of Tegan. Yeah. So I will, that will still infuriate me to the day I die. And you know, I love my kind of crazy stats that I will just go in just for the heck of it, right? Yeah. Well, I looked up one that kind of, I was going through looking at everybody saying, oh, we're pro, pro BHM and supporting Black history and di- diversity, in-ring diversity, right? Within our athletes. Yeah. The stats are crazy when I looked them up. So I looked up on so what I had looked up for the month and did all this match, all this uh, data via cage match of how many on-screen appearances between WWE's main roster, so Raw and SmackDown, which would include the main roster pay-per-views, so the Chamber, AEW, just Dynamite. So before anybody says, oh, they had more on Rampage and Dark, I'm like. That's not Rampage, maybe TV, but we all know Rampage is not the main or somewhat canon. Impact, so mainly Thursday nights, and because for some reason the card's already out, and we're going to talk about it later for No Surrender, and the card was out before we recorded, ironically, on Cage Match of this week's current Impact wrestling episode. And 
NXT. Just the live stuff, not live events. Guess right. guess which division was the most underrepresented throughout the month when it came to BHM, Eric? Which division? AEW? No, I'm talking men's singles, women's singles, men's tag, or women's tag. Which division before? Which division? Which division? What was not represented in ring bell to bell throughout this month? Because it didn't surprise me, and this is gonna really for along a point that I have to make later. But what do you think? Well, um, out of those four, men's and women's singles, men's and women's tags, women's tags. You then already again, know. the push for women tags is shit anyway. You already know. And like I broke it down, and it's only like men's tag teams. Outside of like the appearances by the acclaimed in top flight, there weren't that many, but the acclaimed in top flight had been on dynamite a lot and had the most tag team matches for every member of the tag team being african-american or what have you WWE only had two on the main and then the stuff of the new day on nxt put the men's tags on there and surprisingly with no surrender the most represented in one of the stats i booked what stats i looked up was impact with african-american males like left everything in the dust which is crazy Right. So that's a big coup, but it's also like, wait, what? <laughs> we'll get to both our opinions on women's North American women's tag team wrestling later. Because actually, that's one of the last subjects before break. But to get back on topic, AEW announced and it. Tony Khan's important announcement was to replace TBS opted to replace Power Slap League when they end their season, possibly their series, with freaking what is it? AEW All Access. AEW All Access. So a backstage view on uh let's just talk about everything backstage and go wrote Roads to the top on this. We can't call it Roads to the Top unless you want to talk about Dustin. Nah. And Goldberg basically is a... And Goldberg admitted he is a 50-year-old man that doesn't understand music from the 2000s as he hated the Super Bowl halftime show. <laughs> Enough said there. And cheerleader militia... Cheerleader... Yeah. And cheerleader Melissa, the former Raisha Saeed in Impact and Alicia Flesh from Impact, as well as Mary Posa from Lucha Underground, will join Christopher Daniels in the 2023 Indie Wrestling Hall of Fame. Isn't she basically a porn star now? We're not going to get into that. She takes a lot of dick for Hey, 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 hey. We're going to move on. <laughs> 
because I actually want to keep this podcast afloat. <laughs> and now let's just hop in and talk about the Starbound Chamber. Because, man, first off, what did you... I know what Trico thought, but what did you think? We all know what Trico thought, I should say. Shout out to I mean, him for doing the pay-per-view recaps. He just got to do a little bit more MMA as well. If he's going to do them. Yeah. Um, no, I was a fan of it. Um, honestly, I kind of, I, I genuinely liked it other than the Bobby Lashley Brock Lesnar match. That one kind of annoyed me. Um, but other than that, no, I think overall the pay-per-view was quite good. Um, even I was actually thinking that the mixed tag match wasn't going to be that entertaining. It actually ended up being super entertaining and I loved every bit of it. And, um, just, I mean, all the matches kept me entertained. So you weren't like, entertained by mommy? I wasn't being entertained by mommy. I don't look at her. I don't look at her all drooly, drooly eyed like Trico does. I got my own. I got my own thick goth mommy. Hey, hey, hey. We're not going to go there, man. <laughs> I know where you want to go with that. Because I brought it up, but I'm sorry. <laughs> all right, let's just run through these. Because Asuka won the women's, and yes. now who walks out of Mania? Her, Bianca. Honestly, I think what would be right is for Asuka to take it, because this title run with Bianca is just starting to become stale. Bro, if they, like I said, they've got till May, basically May, for the record, do they try and go for it because they know it's coming up? Do they try and just keep the title on Bianca till after May? Yeah, put it, yeah, put it on Asuka because we everybody, everybody. I mean, Asuka, you kill the Raw Women's Division if you keep it on Bianca. You freshen it up with an Asuka win. That's just it. Like you know, it can freshen up. It can freshen up the roster. It can get things going again. It can get. It can create some new matches. It can create some new storylines, like the whole nine. And the thing is, is that Asuka, ever since she returned at the Rumble with her heel gimmick, like the everybody, stuff, it, which I love. Same here. Like everybody's been digging it. Everybody's enjoying it. Everybody loves it. Heck, and Mia put it on. Mia Yim put it over on the bump. Was like, I've seen this version, and I'm glad I'm not in the chamber with that. <laughs> <laughs> and yet she like, almost like try to. Trap Carmella and live through the literal like gate, like the literal chains of the chamber itself. Yeah, nah, freaking nah. Oscar, Oscar's a bit when she wants to be insane, she could be insane, and I enjoy every second of it. And now Triple H is letting her just go. Oh no, nah, because he saw he's just like, oh, let's see what this is. Oh, okay, yeah, let's continue this character. I fucking love it. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably how Triple H is right now. Just because he sees how the character is, he sees how violent the character is, he sees how over it is with the crowd, and he's like, "Yeah, let's just continue." Okay, so I'm gonna be different, not for the sake of being different. This is just my overall thought on the night, and I know you see where I'm going with this. Good matches, bad finishes. Yes, Trico pointed out this is the first pay-per-view in Montreal since Breaking Point 2009, but it was good matches, 
about five or six, four or five matches. I'd say four or five matches, good matches with bad finishes, and one that was kind of anticlimactic. The opener was anticlimactic. The other four good matches, bad finishes. Because Bobby and Brock ending with a DQ, because Brock just said, yeah, how about no? And now he's had a few with Omos. Are you ready to support the Omos Sapiens going into Mania, Eric, against the Beast? No, No, I don't. Honestly, if we're going to be completely honest here, I think Omos sucks. I think Omos is a terrible fucking wrestler. I think Omos can't do shit. The only reason why they keep trying to push him is because... Yeah, you knew that was coming, okay? That's all I'm going to say to that. Because I'm like, I knew the rent was coming. I just had... I've got control today since Trico's not here. <laughs> you can come back now. You son of a bitch, you muted me. Because <laughs> yeah. I knew you were going to go on that tangent. I had to calm it down. Well, it's not my fault. Every time there's a big man in the ring, Vince McMahon gets a boner. It's not Vince, it's Triple H this time. God damn it, Trip. And I, I guess it runs in the family. Judgment Day versus Copeland feud. Because what? I thought the chamber was going to end it and Rhea was going to go to Charlotte. Dom was just going to be Dennis the Minister's dad till he agreed to the match. Nope. So this match was utterly pointless because we're still getting a combo of Finn versus Edge again at some point because Edge literally screwed him up a U.S. title from Theory, which that U.S. title chamber turned into a Logan Paul is the decider in the match. That see that ending pissed me the fuck off. Like I was, which so I angry. knew was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna happen the second I saw that live from Seth. I knew Logan was gonna find his way into interfering with this match, and it happened. And like people were saying, oh, it was this was all around good pay per view outside of Brock and Bobby. No, no there were why, why this entire no. card had bad finishes. No, name any other time during an Elimination Chamber match that somebody just randomly ran in when the door was open. Uh, yeah, because I was about to say either Sean or... No. Either Sean when he was with Taker or when Triple H randomly went that second one with the Sledgehammer, but Sean basically came through the steel grates from the bottom to super kick Taker, and Triple H Flair said Triple H's Sledgehammer through the chamber wall. Yeah, so no. I was ridiculous. about to combat that, and I was ready, but then I remember, yeah. nope, that went straight through the freaking door. That's what I'm saying. Like that shouldn't be a thing. Like, and was Montez in the ring on Monday? I'm not sure. Either way, it's just odd. Yeah, you showcase a guy and then you write him off just to set up a Lo- Logan Paul's the decider. Yeah, that was just that was just stupid. I was and genuinely then, starting to think he was going to win. And in typical 
Roman Reigns matches a lot of interference after a random ref bump, which I had the title to allow. Yeah, I feel like it, and I gotta agree with uh, Denise Salcedo from Fightful on this one. I wish they would have just done the J swerve and maximized the heat in Montreal, and then you would have the KO. Yeah, you didn't have to have KO and Sammy reconcile on the card. You could at least have KO stop the beating and jump the bloodline, but instead. Roman pinned Sammy after Uso interference and before Jay could even make a decision, you have Jay get speared by Sammy. What are we doing here? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so that's my opinion. And why are both Rumble winners... Not even, yeah, both Rumble, not even both Rumble winners, both world title feuds at the next two major pay-per-views. And I am going to say Danielson at Revolution and Cody at Mania. Why are both world title challengers in feuds where the champs trying to destroy their family by, MJF said, I'm trying to break your arm to where you can't even hold your own daughter on live air and then hey yeah, that, that was kind of me- like once he said that i was just like okay sir you're gonna die like 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 danielson is actually going to murder you now like you might actually not be able to walk after this match like but was that is bad as what Heyman said he specific Heyman said he wanted to pull jake roberts on brandy Rhodes, aka mount cody's wife on the road to mania if you don't know where I'm going when I say Mount, keep your purity. Keep your innocence and your purity. I'm sorry. But the fact Heyman, Roman's manager, said, I'm going to prove you're not a family man by mounting your wife to that extent. Live on air. I'm like, where are we going here? I, I, I don't know. People are making too many sex references now. We should move on to the to talking about the the state of North America women's tag. No, wrestling. let's just because I want to avoid that segue. Just because I want to avoid that segue. Just because I know it's going to be awkward. Agreed. Yeah. Let's talk about the grand final of Keiji Muto, aka the Great Muda, and his final match is. Because the original match was him versus Tetsuya Naito. So Noah versus New Japan. A Noah, Noah Legend versus a New Japan. Pretty much mainstay at this point. I was going to say Legend, but nah. But obviously Keiji Muto got won that match. But then he got jumped by an old rival in Masahiro Chono. I saw that. And then they had a match. Yes. So that's why I said matches. So yeah, yes, I saw the that. way we wanted Cena. I mean, Angle's career to end with Cena, because we all know Angle was Cena's first opponent. Thank you, Two K. But Ang- Masahiro Chono showed up, 
ready for a fight, jumped him just to have that last match. And then they just reconciled all that heat and decades of just feuding in the ring and went off into the sunset and retired. Yep. That was a crazy point. And yep, that was the main event. Let's talk about that co-main with Eric Sayer, a Japanese wrestler. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Okada's a little bitch. I mean, he was technically the heel of the match. And yet choked out Kato. Literally that entire, I was going to say literally that entire match was because he got kicked too hard in the face and then he threw a temper tantrum. Like I watched the video the other day just to rewatch it. And I'm like, this man was literally just like, he was trying to get your attention by like, like basically poking you. It was like that. Hey, dad, dad, dad. Dad! <laughs> yeah, and then the last one and was just dad, a kick to the face. Dad goes beat your ass for months, for months, because yeah. he, for about two months, he's been on site with him since that happened at Russell Kingdom Night Two. Yeah, it's kind of crazy, but now that we don't have to worry about that awkward mess, thank you, Eric. but and i kind of skipped over one particular thing what that i don't think we talked about yet before we get into the state of women's wrestling uh yeah you you missed the mike bailey jenna frank times no that was before that there's one sub point when we're talking about the chamber it's just this conversation went south That's why I had to step away from the chamber. Because prior to it, there was, because they were in Montreal for the first time in a long time, and as I mentioned, they were in the Bell Center for the first time in the 14 years for a pay-per-view, and ironically, a a native of Montreal was in the main events in Sami Zayn. So what did they do? They Asked for BT Sport to cover the event. Obviously, yeah. fair enough, because BT Sport is the sports book publication out in the UK. I mean, out in Canada. Is that wrong? Is that no, bad? No. To do? So they sent Ariel Hawani. And guess who threw a temper tantrum? You think Okada's temper tantrums are bad? Yeah, no, I actually saw that um, that Tony Khan had a little bit of a hit, uh, hissy fit. I got the tweets. I got the receipts. Right now, they're up. If you don't mind. Here was the original tweet that had, as of this morning when I took the screenshot, almost 10,000 likes, likes and a almost 1,100 retweets with 2,000 quote tweets. You're a fraud, Ariel Hawani. You're as legitimate as a reporter as Tony Schiavone. Hashtag AW Rampage. Jesus! <laughs> and then here's the Twitter response. Not the 25-minute MMA hour excerpt that I sent you and Trico earlier this week. 
that Ariel responded with, and this is just the icing on the cake before you get to the uh, Elimination Chamber response by WWE. Thanks for watching, old friend. Can't wait for our next chat. Also, don't listen to the snowman, Shivani. You're a legit legend in my books. <laughs> and because Tony Khan knew he got called out and got caught. Good luck with your unbiased journalism. I'm like, um, you're, you basically have two of your EVPs under the friendship and knowledge of Dave Melser to the point where they're one of their finishers is named after a wrestling journalist, so shut up. Yeah. Thoughts on all that? I'm not going to play the full 25 minutes. You could look it up on YouTube under the MMA Hour. It's just crazy. Yeah. Bruh. I saw the original tweet that night, and then Michael Cole like responded... With stuff from Triple H that was hilarious. Yes, yes, it was. And this was during the chamber. Because, of course, Ariel was going to be there because he did the intro for the show. Just over Montreal sports history. And obviously, with that being said, Montreal, Quebec, Canada, you got to have George St. Pierre in there. So, it was Sammy having a conversation and just networking with Ariel throughout the week. And then also GSP was giving the insight to the greater non Canadian WWE audience of what that environment means to an athlete in a one-on-one competition. As he has won so many world title matches at the bell center or competed for a world championship in the UFC. Yeah. And it got him a UFC Hall of Fame ring. I'm not going to talk about that, but yeah. So that's why Ariel was there. He didn't expect to catch trays. And obviously, the AEW negative uh, supermarkets just dogpiled on it. It's right. going to be funny the next time they're in Canada. Who are they going to come? What company they're going to try and get to? Do right. I think Ariel needs to. Do, go the Ryan Satin route and just go all in with WWE to slight AEW entirely? No. Because then you kind of neglect all your M- like what the channel really started which was like MMA and boxing. So Tony you just shot yourself in the foot with a journalist that can easily help you. All journalists are biased. Let's talk about something that is in our opinion after what we've been watching for the better part of what a year with all these stats and stuff looked up in recent memory the continued bad state of north american women's tag team wrestling let's talk about this eric Bye. because whether it was decay or the deaf dolls so rosemary and havoc either way They've been fed to the new tag team Shiny Toy at least two, three times in the the last year and a half at Impact. 
in my mind, that's just ridiculous just because of the fact that Rosemary's been a mainstay in Impact for God knows how long. Havoc has shown her dedication to Impact. Taya, uh, you know, right out of, right when she got released from NXT, she went back to Impact. So it's like, why do you keep basically playing hot potato with knockout tag titles? Well, as we're going to talk about in a little bit, the Hex hasn't gotten the belts yet, but you know they're getting them. Yeah. But granted, it wasn't Taya and Havoc, Taya and Jessica, it was Havoc and Rosemary, but it's still the same like aspects of the trio that lost the belts. That's it. That's impact. I mean, that's always been, I was going to say, that's always been an impact thing where like every single time they have someone new come in, they like just immediately just throw them for the title. It's just like, what the fuck? And it's always one of the knockouts or the women's title. The knockout sag or knockout single. It's never really. No, they've done it with the tag titles. They've done it with the world title. They do it with all the titles. Moving on to something that I think... Johnny Imp- Don't even get me started on Johnny Impact with how he had God knows how many fucking world title shots before he finally won it. We're going to move on to the... Oh, this one pisses me off. And this has Vince booking and Triple H booking written all over it. Because of the timing. Because Damage Control is set to defend their titles against Becky Lynch and Lita randomly next Monday with the winner possibly going into a feud with Ronda and Shayna for Mania for the tag titles. This is Shayna. I mean, not Shayna. This is EO and Dakota's first tag team match together. Not single. This is their first two-on-two tag match since January 2nd. And their first title defense of those belts since basically our hiatus on December 16th. Oi. And then get this. The stat that I was talking about when Io Nakota will be the longest tag team champions of all time. They'd have that moniker last next week if you didn't play hot potato in the first place and put the belts for five days on Oscar and Alexa. Think about that. If you didn't play Hot Potato, you'd have the record and you could easily do something with Dakota and Shayna's history for Mania started mm-hmm. next week. Uh-huh. Agreed. And now you're going to play off the history that's the coldest right now. Yeah. No, I agree. Because who's... Does anybody care for Ronda and to see Ronda and Becky, let alone in a tag match? That is the nostalgia and slud match written all over it. And then something that really triggered me. So, Maddie Rinkowski had won the champion, the championship series. Go ahead. What, what do you the want? Was the point of this bullshit? What the fuck 
was the point of it going off for the empowered and the renegade twins winning it just for it to then go just for it to then at a fucking tv taping okay okay okay, 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 okay. let me let me say the details i should have muted you then because i wanted to get the details out and then i'll let you go on the rant you know me yeah you know me let me get the details out first and then i'll let you go freaking insane on it okay okay so so maddie and mr k maddie Rankowski won the champion champion series late last year i believe and essentially it was a money in the bank title shot and they had no trophy however they cashed in on pretty empowered 2.0 after pretty empowered just beat the champions they beat at enough said that we talked about in the renegade twins so they which i believe nwa enough said was not even it was not even two weeks ago so you hop when i say i get angry over hot potatoing championship championships because enough said was february 11th they aired the hot potatoing February 22nd. So barely 10 days. So 10 days. Jesus Christ. They just for them to do essentially three title chain. Yeah, it was three. Pretty empowered to Renegade Twins. Renegade Twins are pretty empowered, so that was two. And then pretty yeah. empowered to Miss Kate and Maddie Rankowski. Do you think any North American televised North American promotion knows how to work tag women's tag titles? No. With all that being said, that's going on right now in modern no. wrestling. Straight the fuck up. No. I just go straight for the th- facts and I'm like, yeah, it's just crazy. And and long story short, get your fucking head out of your ass, Billy Corgan. I swear to God. The fact that there's still women's wrestling going on in the WWE amazes me. But I just thought of, I just thought of a joke that I kind of want to say now, but I feel like I might die for it. Either that or you might put me on mute again. Let's move Irish on. Joke. I actually laugh at it. Tell me off air, but oh, we okay. got to move on anyway. Because we got to talk about a couple of matches from GCW's Middle of the Night pay-per-view. Which, and ironically, we're not talking about the biggest mainstream match that in wrestling. Biggest mainstream wrestling match on the card, which would have been Nick Wayne versus Cardona. Mainstream wrestling. But we're going to talk about a match, first off, that got mainstream almost in the power rangers community as j jason david frank's daughter jenna actually accompanied leo rush down to the ring and in his victory over commander and then which it wasn't as bad as what we're going to talk about for a second and this is why i really had to shut you up because i know you wanted to go off on 
the second half of this. Shout out to Monster Slamovich for the post match, which kind of calmed it down. But I think if you didn't say it or see anything, bruh, this would have been a what exactly happened? I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna get to it because Masha is the number one contender and confirmed it by challenging Nick Gage for the GCW world title after the title of defense against Mike Speedball Mike Bailey. But during the title match, as he was lining up for a spot, I guess by the quote unquote entryway, because GCW, I don't know what happened with that arena because they didn't have guardrails or what have you. Some idiotic fan tripped Mike, tried to trip Mike Bailey as he was lining up for a running spot and kicked him. He kicked the fan? No, the fan tried to trip Mike Bailey. Ah, gotcha. So what happened, like, post-match? Like, did he, like, did he approach the guy and just be like, what the fuck's your issue? I don't know what happened after the fact, but you could tell he, Speedball just looked at the guy and then just tried to get back to the spot. Why would you kick yeah. with the nicest guy in pro wrestling? And obviously, he's not going to do anything to jeopardize either, even though that dude deserved it. He deserves to get his kick his head kicked in. And Mike Bailey has legitimate has legitimate training where he would actually hurt someone. That's why I'm like, he's lucky he, Mike can't because he's Obviously, visa issues, but what are you going to do? Yeah. yeah. And then, exactly. um, yeah. I'm just glad. Like, can we get some? That's why guardrails are a, a thing in wrestling. I don't know what was up with that arena, let alone it being a GCW arena. Just really, ugh. And. If J. Ray Jennifer Frank like ends up going the wrestling route on top of her music, do you see AEW making a play or WWE with like her family's like legacy already in pop culture because of her dad? And like her dad had ties with both promotions. Do you see her making a run at either? Even as just uh, a manager. Honestly, I see her doing an indie run first before she makes a decision like that. Yeah, like she's part of Leo's crew now. If Okada yeah. ran now if she like, joins Chaos, I mean, does that mean you're cool with if she joins Chaos because of Okada, that means Nah, fuck Okada. So you're gonna say F Je- Jenna Frank if she joins nah, Chaos? Jen is cool. Nah, Jenna's cool, Leo's cool. Everybody else in chaos is cool, but fuck Okada. Okay. With that being said, we will see you on five. All right. I'm going to reset again for the end of it because I don't think we're going to be going too far too long because I think I saw the results already on cage match for no, no surrender. I saw the card, but I think I saw the results. No way, so it's tomorrow. The card's already on a cage. No, I know the card. I'm just saying there's no way there's results because the the show's not till tomorrow, and I know their pay per views are live. 
Not all of them. Really? Not all of them. Huh. But if it's not live, I still have the uh, card anyway. It's just, oh, here's the, oh, yeah, you're right, you're right. It's not the, that, but yeah, I'm going to reset everything and I'll be right back for the uh, post break, which all we've got left is the No Surrender and No Surrender Battle in the Valley, which we'll be talking Monet and your favorite wrestler. Mm-hmm. And a lot of gaming stuff, which the streamer awards, Zelina being involved with the anime awards, AW Fight Forever and Tekken 8 uh, gameplay, and then some of the 2K and 2K stuff, and a little bit more. So Okay. Uh, just know I do have a phone call at 3 that I got to make, just letting you know. This won't take that long, because... I don't plan on spending more than this next break doing this. Okay, no worries. This would have been any way out of taking it just to split this up. Uber Eats is known for having hot food online, but launching in April, groceries will be added within the app. By adding grocery and convenience stores, they can reach more people who don't want to go out or don't have time to shop. Uber Eats helps out the stores by giving them more visibility and a solid customer base. You can download the Uber Eats app, enter your address, and you will see numerous grocery stores and chains. For an added bonus, several stores have free delivery and discount codes on special items. Let's go shop! And just like that, we are back, and oh boy, this has been one crazy episode, hasn't it, Eric? Yep, and I just have a couple of things to say in regards to this episode. Take me home, Cody Rhodes! And you had to mute. You knew that was coming when you said it. <laughs> you said you it was coming. You let me finish my solo. Cause we all have a, we gotta take it home literally. But <laughs> <laughs> oh lord! But Battle in the Valley this past weekend was actually something to write home about until you get to the main event that was kind of just pointless. Bleh. But the rest of the card was very intriguing with the meta. Kenta, so Bullet Club now has the strong open weight title through Kenta. And I'm kind of interested to see what happens with New Japan Strong and Bullet Club. Yeah. Especially yeah, since... Yeah, no, I'm kind of interested now. That, yeah, I'm interested now to see if there's going to be a bit more crossover with uh, with uh, Bullet Club and the New Japan Strong. But, with that being said... Bullet Club doesn't have their leader at all anymore. It's official. Jay White is out of Japan entirely. Yep, and he's completely 100% out of New Japan, too. That's legit what I just said. 
No, you said Japan. My bad. But uh <laughs> Yeah, decent match by Eddie that got overshadowed by the post match of one Edward by one David Finley. Yep. Which I mean, I'm just gonna say what I'm thinking is gonna happen. Um I mean, we already know about David Finley's past with Juice Robinson, right? Like they used to have their tag team. Now with the fact Juice that Juice is just no hard, longer in Japan, though. He's yeah, no longer he's under a New Japan contract. Well, yeah, but he's still also part of Bullet Club. Listen, listen where I'm going with this, stupid. And then the thing is, is that there's a history, right? There's a history that every single time when a new leader is taking over, they jump the old one. Now, yes, I understand when it when it I understand when it technically changed from Omega to Jay White, like didn't technically jump him to take over Bullet Club, but he did jump Tomatonga to take over Bullet Club because it was originally Tomatonga was supposed to take over Bullet Club, and then Jay White came in, and then he was like, "Fuck you!" Boom, 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 boom. Now it's mine. A year later. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying though. It's it's like there's a there's a there's a history of it. So I'm thinking now because David Finley just pulled this, I'm thinking there's gonna be some surprise and he's gonna become and he's gonna he's gonna end up being a part of Bullet Club now. Well, we'll see if the and I guarantee you it, if any developments, it will be the new Japan. I Cup will final. bet I will bet money on this. Like straight up. I will bet money on this. New Japan Cup final. We'll see. You want to bet? Want to bet some money? No. Bastard. Because I feel like, if anything, I don't want it because it's just like, at least it'll be better than what I could see happening. And I really don't want that. Because there's already a sub, it's already caused a subdivision. I don't want it to happen. Bullet Club is evil. Moving on to the IWGP Women's title match, which, in my opinion, was the match of the weekend. Kyrie versus Mercedes Monet, and it got more of a reaction for damage control than all of WWE. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I honestly thought they tore the fucking house down. I think they had an amazing match overall. And I wish now I wish they weren't on the same night as the chamber. So the rough bunk they took would have stood out even more. Yeah, and like the thing, the other thing is, is that you know, um, I've been telling everybody. I was just like, wait until, I was like saying to everybody. I even said to you guys, I was like, wait until Battle of the Valley. Wait for her to, you know, when she's working off the ring rust, and I'm sure that she's gonna put on an absolute banger. And look what the fuck she did. And now she's basically started being Mercedes Monet, Renato, which we know she will be, and mm-hmm. it's gained the ire. A two stardom star hordes and current faction leaders. Yeah, no, like one hundred percent. Um, I definitely think she's probably. I definitely think she's gonna have a promising career here now outside of a outside of WWE. I don't. I, love want, I know where you were going, and I don't want her there. Yeah, no, I love her new finisher. Her new finisher, I love it. Now that now that she's like fine, like she's fully perfected it, I love her new finisher. And it's literally just on the opponent. It's more on the opponent, though. That's the only thing I hate about it. It's what? 
It's more on the opponent and how they land. That's the yeah. only thing I hate about it. I mean, I personally love it. I think it's creative. I think it's nice. You know, it's a nice little variation of DDT. So in my yeah, personal Corey opinion, a I DDT, like it. Simple, a weapon X variation, I like it. It's just, it's so much on the opponent toward has to. And there's a bit of an intriguing development coming out of the Triangle Derby final finals that are going to happen next weekend over with stardom mm-hmm. that two of Mercedes's prime targets or prime matches that she wants and to the point where one of them literally called her out are in the co-main event for are in the back half of the card competing for the high speed title so that match alone already has a lot of North American intrigue and that being Azumi versus Starlight Kid. And for those Stardom fans and longtime fans know that this match is always a top 10, a match that your contender easily every time they go one-on-one because they've wrestled so much over the years. But with the added intrigue of Azumi making a call out to Mercedes, this just added that extra like element of what is going to happen. Right. But, no, I get what you're saying. But also, Mercedes, because of her loud mouth on Twitter, being Mercedes, got the ire of one of the more babyface actions in the promotion in Cosmic Angels slash Club Venus with Mina. That's going to be an interesting match. So I think... She's going to have at least three title defense, two title defenses coming up. And the Mm -hmm. first one is probably one of the aces of the starting promotion in Azumi. I don't want her to get all the matches she wants because that means New New Japan already put the IWGP women's title on her. Stardom puts the world of Stardom title on her. Yeah. simultaneously that's what I don't want even though she wants to yeah. match with the current world champion I don't want that match to even toy with that possibility go, yeah, go cheer, chill with your beer and fries yeah they'll probably do it New Japan and Stardom just to please New Japan and her big money deal yep well, let's run through this uh, No Surrender card real quick. Headline by Swan versus... Headline Swan by versus Swan Alexander. versus Josh for the Impact World title. Then you've got Mickey versus Masha for the Knockout title. And I'm digging the new heel Masha, finally. you yes, got very much so. Bullet Club, which is going to be Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Kenta versus the Guns and Kushida. Sign me the heck up. New Japan, strong implications all over that match. Thank you, MCMG. The four way to finally crown Macklin as the number one contender against Brian Myers, Heath, and PCO. You already know where I'm going with that. And then a match we already talked about that we both hate in. The Death Dolls tie in Jessica defending against the Hex. 
Then you've got Joe Hendry versus Moose in a dot combat match. So essentially, what, a street what the fight. fuck is that? A dot combat, a street fight, because Cardona and Jordan did that when Jordan had the digital media title. Oi. And then you've got fight. and then you've got Khan of the Design versus Frankie Kazarian. I don't know why they're trying to say Frank uh validate the anything with the des, the design. It's just odd. And then I don't know. you've got busted open therapy with Dave LaGreca trying to moderate a truce between Bully Ray and Tommy Dreamer, or they're both getting fired on live television. Yeah. And then the buy-in, the pre-show match, countdown to No Surrender. I think it got changed, but it's Josh versus Speedball. Jonathan Gresham versus Speedball. I think that match got changed. Did it? Uh, Speedball versus Octopus. I'm going to look into that, and obviously... If Trico's available, he's going to do his recap on that sucker. On the road to not only sacrifice, but also rebellion. So I am looking forward to that. And then, finally, let's go through all this gaming product. As this week was a major week, not only in the streamer realm, but the FGC, the 2K realm, you got the Yu-Gi-Oh, the TCG realm. It was a big week for all around gaming, both good and bad. I'll knock out the bad real quick. I'll knock out the bad real quick. As Rumble versus is shutting down its servers next week. And essentially, the explanation Epic Games gave it gave to it is the player base got tired and exhausted from battle royal players, battle royal games. Jeez, that's literally the explanation they gave is battle royals is what yeah. happened, and I'm like, no stuff like you had so many battle royals get released to where it's annoying at this point it's just through the same studio so they're not that different at all yeah no i get it so it just so happens the one that resembled the least to the others is now the one they're pulling yeah which was like the uh combat fighter right which is hilarious, but what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we're going to move on from that. And that's the only bad thing when it comes to gaming. As the streamer awards, which voting will end next Friday, is the voting is live at the basically as simple as Cutie Cinderella and Valkyrie could get with just the streamer awards. You could attend it IRL. And still get tickets for, I believe, the cheapest. If I pull it up on Ticketmaster for anybody in SoulCal, for the cheapest, it is $150. 
Jesus Christ. But you could get floor seats to be around your favorite streamers for up to $250. Jesus. Yeah, and not my idea, but what are you going to do? Right. And ironically, they're all at this point balcony. There's no floor seats available. Yeah. So, well, that's that. But the categories for all these that are like MOP, MORP streamer, you got Soul Like streamer, Art streamer, yada yada, streamer of the year. And it's a 26 category. Just go scroll it. If you keep scrolling down, you don't have to do that much just to see what it is and may support some of your favorite art like depending on what you stream on youtube and twitch heck even t-pain's up for a couple of content reward awards in the best right. music streamer which i didn't even know he did but it's up to whatever and that's due next week then we go to talking about the legato member that has become street fighter commentator in the mighty minks zelena vega as she Mm -hmm. will be a presenter at the 2023 anime awards also next friday Mm -hmm. which she was already a presenter at ig and fan fest which we'll get to in a second but now she's going to be a presenter at the 2023 anime awards and let me just say this props to her for using gaming outside of wwe because i think was so entwined with using just wwe and gaming because of up down down to where i think if g4 would have stayed afloat i'd have been a refreshing change of pace but right thank you comcast right and speaking of ig and fan fest they showed a new AEW Fight Forever trailer, and then also a new Tekken 8 Kazuya gameplay trailer. So, two gameplay trailers. What did you think of either? Eh. The Fight Forever. Yeah, the Um, Fight Forever trailer kind of was just trash to me. Yeah. Because why would you show, like, keep cutting in and out of gameplay to that's the one thing I hate about the showcase mode now in 2K games. You keep cutting in and out from the actual game. Yeah. No, I get the it. The show live footage to me, it's just dumb. Yeah, and then, no, I get it. And then now, officially, 40 of the 2K23 ratings for the roster have been revealed. And also, for my GM, there are two new options this year, obviously, because William Regal became Ali in the development process of this. But those two new GM options are Xavier Woods and the newer legend, Tyler Breeze. Oh, shit. So Up, Up, Down, Down is now part of 2K. That's funny. And they rated Tyler Breeze as a legend for reasons. Right. Which is hilarious. 
And the funny thing is, when they were doing the ratings reveal, guess who had to announce it? It was triggered in Sikta's stomach. Woods. Right. So it was just hilarious. But there was also a major reveal that is a big up to her, but Becky got the highest rated woman of any WWE license game all time this year at a 96. Well, shit. But this is what scares me because you remember back in the day when you hated fighting Brock and Goldberg back in Here Comes the Pain? Yeah. Brock and Roman are higher than Becky. And like I said, Becky's at a 96. Right. So this is not going to end well. Yeah, no. I, I Yeah, no. <laughs> and Yu-Gi-Oh! is getting ready to release this weekend their their trap trick structure deck, which if you were unable to get the Magnificent Mavens packs for some odd reason, you're getting a budget of a lot of the staples that were in that or a lot of the staples that have come out in recent not only Magnificent Mavens, but also Structure Decks and Booster Packs within it. So even if you're not a Trap Jicks fan, I would say invest it if you were able to miss something like a couple Ash Blossoms or what have you. And then the 2023 Evo lineup, Evil main stage lineup, will consist of Mortal Kombat 11. Melty Blood Type Lumina, King of Fighters 15, Tekken 7, Dragon Ball Fighter Z, Guilty Gear Strive, making its debut at Evo, Street Fighter 6. And not only making its return, but also the debut of Evo's throwback series Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. Yes. This is going to be a crazy year. Obviously registrations out now and definitely if you have not like started doing everything to get your if you haven't gotten your plane ticket Start like saving if you haven't already and start putting whatever. Heck, Maximilian was like, I might have an opportunity to go to Evo, but because of channel success of what I did last year, which is when he had around the time him and JJ gave birth to Ripley, one of the biggest like contributors to the Marvel community may just stream it and be an evil official streamer rather than like going to evil in person so there right. will be content out there around august july for that more yeah. details to come yeah no i get it oh yeah he said this live on stream like yeah with everything going on i might just chill at the house because the amount of traffic just off last year which was the evil that heck i even competed in from the house because it was online Evo due to we're not gonna talk about it. 
Yeah. With a lot of stuff. But, yeah, looking forward to this year. And, you know, everybody's looking forward to seeing Street Fighter Six content. So, with that being said, Eric, you got anything you want to say? Um, well, like always, like I always say, if you haven't already, check out journeyhemp.com. Go ahead, try a fizzy. Um, they're the they're some of the best tasting infused beverages, in my opinion, on the market right now. Well, um, oh wait, did I say that? Unmuted, my bad. You son of a bitch. Um, I mean, in my personal opinion, they're some of the best tasting. Like in other other ones I've tried, they haven't really been the best. Um, also wanted to give a shout out to Leo Rush as well as Masha Slamovich. Um, uh, appreciate you guys liking the content that we're posting on IG and also sharing it to your stories. Much obliged. Very much thank you. That made my day today, not gonna lie. <laughs> Mine too. I'm the one that got them as well. Yeah, like, no. yeah, you you may be the social media guy, but heck, I still get them. They'll be like, yay, keep it or bye. Yeah, so thank you. I appreciate you guys uh, resharing the content and hope you guys, hope to see you, I hope to hear from you guys. Um, hope you guys keep enjoying what we're posting. <laughs> and for me, I'm back. I am cleared and just getting ready to start this Six Flags season. And then from there, just uh, do a couple of projects over the summer. So nice. I am looking forward to everything. Trico, enjoy your birthday and celebrate the projects that you and Leland did late last year, man. So I don't yeah, know sure. if there's going to be a new technology this week. I highly doubt it because Trico's not going to be free. So like, if there is, it's probably a dynamite because that's easy and like early through the week. Heck, I literally right. see him on ig right now since i've got that tab open <laughs> you can't hide from us but uh yeah with that being said for eric it's Donna's and two fingers we out